0: Hey guys, it's March, and you're listening to Hola, Bichola, Bichola. Casa de Dragons. (laughs) All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the penultimate episode of Casa de Dragons. My name is March, and I recap House of the Dragons on HBO Max. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today so let's just get right into the episode it opens up with a ghostly opening and we all know we all know the king is dead he's gone back to his beloved emma his true love and it's very quiet in the castle it's very dark it's brim it's ooh, It's bleak you know the little messenger boy i believe the his basically his squire i think it's called the squire he, the one who gives him his probably like meds or wakes him up in the morning the little boy has announced to the handmaiden, Alison's handmaiden that the king is gone and so now she's with Alison and she's told him hey um, the king said bye 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 and Allison's like oh my god he's dead I can't believe it and honestly in this moment she seemed really sad that he's actually dead but we'll see We'll see how she handles this. How her grief takes over, because that's how you know when someone's going through something is how their grief takes over. Anyway, she, Allison is with her daddy, and she's telling her daddy Otto that the king is dead, and Otto's like, mm, "The king is dead. Finally, <laughs> not even, not even, not even a sad a sadness upon him. He just was ready." To checkmate these hoes, these hoes by Rhaenyra and Damon, naturally, and so we're in the small council meeting, the big meeting, like the big meeting. Okay, y'all know that y'all know what this meeting is about, and the usurping commences. Right, we have we have the Lannisters ready. Team High Tower. The Lannisters are Team High Tower. We have alison shocked that everyone all of the men have been conspiring behind her back girl come on come on you're the queen like how did you not know that these men were conspiring they're men they're men in the medieval time or in the fire and blood time like they're gonna conspire and so we have mr lyman who wasn't gonna last pretty long even though he died true to his Self, and he died with dignity and integrity, but he also died. So he took all of that with him and no one remembered. And well, Kristen Cole, too eager to be defending Alison, like as if, as if Alison can't defend herself, so eager that he kills Lyman by forcing him to sit down. I'm just like, you are too friendly. You are too familiar. Christian, you are too comfortable. I could not believe he put his hands on that man just, just so, just enough. Ooh. But then so quickly we see the tension building between the Kingsguard, the head of the Kingsguard and Kristen. Like, wow, I didn't see that coming. I'm just like, I didn't know that Kristen was going to be so, evil or so petty and so like pitchy like he's such a bitch guys like yes he can fight really well and obviously he's clearly in love with Allison. but he's such a bitch like ugh, over him so dunzo with him um and so one thing that i did think about in, throughout the scene that I just thought like has anyone talked about this um there is a chandelier that's on fire it's just hanging right above them I don't know if that's like a you know foreshadowing of some sorts, a metaphor but there is a literal chandelier on fire and I'm wondering how do they keep it on fire how do they keep that controlled fire on the chandelier if you guys know let me know because I might want to do that in my house not put it on fire but maybe have a chandelier that's constantly burning because it's cold in my house all the time so you know do me a favor let me know so then we have everybody else like deciding what they're gonna do who's gonna send the Ravens who's gonna kill Renera and Damon Wow Otto Wow you're not low you're literally you should be in prison right now auto for prison that's really where should be you should be going um and obviously the king's guard the head of the king's guard who's basically like I have integrity I'm not doing this he says uh yeah here's my cloak all of you can fuck off I'm out and uh the search for a again begins now everyone's like Looking for King Aegon. Now everyone <clears throat> now everyone's looking for Prince Aegon. And the only two people who can find him is his mama and his grandpapa. And Otto Hightower has his ways. And he uses Sir Eric and Sir Eric. The twin knights of the King's Guard. Yep, you heard that right. Sir Eric and Sir Eric. Let me know if you could tell the distinction. And then we have Alicent, who sends Sir Kristen and Prince Amond. Who, again, I don't know if he's trying to emulate Young Damon. I don't understand why this is happening, but Amond is doing it for me, and it makes me confused. no you guys don't think so like i feel like i don't know his pointy chin and his lack of grin and his seriousness and even the way he walks it's so strange like why is it calling to me am, am i really the only one here i cannot be the only one here at the very least he's not fucking his sister or his cousin or his uncle or his niece do you know what I mean like he's very much like I'm a king I can do the king thing real good like I'm gonna get myself a wife and like we're gonna be good so yeah I don't understand why um I am being called to him um yeah be gone. so while all of this is happening They're basically imprisoning everyone. They've held Rhaenys for prisoner in her own room. They're basically putting everyone who knows the king is dead in the cellars. I wonder what they're going to do with them. Um, And so now they're searching for the sickness of King's Landing, which is Prince Aegon. Um, They look through the streets of Silk. He's not there. They go to Flea Bottom. He might be there. But we also see that he has several bastards. Several, wow. And they can't, you can't deny that they're not his. I mean, he's the only one who looks like that. All those babies with the blonde hair and the fair skin and the probable purple or brown eyes. I don't know what color their eyes are. Um, But yeah, so Prince Aegon has bastards, shocker. Um, And we're in the throne room And Otto's basically like, if you guys don't bend the knee, I'm going to cut your feet off to bend the knee. And only a couple don't bend the knee. Well, then they find themselves imprisoned um, because they have integrity. Unlike Otto, who's playing this game really dirty. And you got to give it to him. You got to give it to the man. You know, he's ambitious and he sees a vision for himself and his name, which I think every man in this time period seems to have the same ambition, to have their last name last the longest and be the strongest. That just seems like a setup, but you know, what do I know? Just a victim of the patriarchy. <laughs> okay, so finally, the prince is, turns out the prince likes his, um, he likes to finish bloody. Or with at least somebody spilled some blood. So they're at Flea Bottom. And Eric and Eric have found a connection, which is through the white worm, naturally. And we see Laris is with um, Otto. And he's basically like, I can get you a connection to, you know, anything you need because the the filth that Prince Aegon is attracted to belongs to, you know, the white worm or, you know, unsavory things. And um he's kind of like, well, I'll keep you in mind. Thank you for your services. Yeah, I don't think Otto's into those same services. You'll see what I mean. And so now Alicent is with Rhaenys. And it's basically like Allison being bold and strong and basically begging Renice to take her side. And Renice is like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Y'all are out of your fucking minds. I'm not changing my mind, unless you make a really good proposition. And so she spares her life, Allison, basically by saying, I'll let you think about it. I'll let you sit on it. And I thought, all right, well, at the very least she's kind. At the very least, she's kind and lets her live. So, you know, there's just like a lot of commotion happening. And the white worm finally sits down with Otto and Eric and Eric. And then we see that Kristen and Amond also see this conversation happening. So they know that they must be on the right path. And then the white worm kind of does her own thing about like, The flea-bottom deaths have to stop. And I'm just like, okay. That was your big reveal? That you're, like, wanting the children to stop dying for this prince? Like, all right. Go off, says Cool. Like, do that. Fight for that. And it's not that you shouldn't fight for children. I just mean, like, the way she was hyped up in this show in the pre-show I just thought that she was going to have a much more significant role and that she was going to like play some real play some real ball here I, I can't say this is like playing real ball here and so finally we find Aegon he's under all of those 18 candles of his or 20 candles of his where you know in this in the high septum castle church and now we see Eric fighting with Kristen over Aegon. But Aegon is also fighting himself with Aemon. And Aemon wants to be king so bad. And Aegon is like, I don't want that filthy shit. I, I don't want any of it. Not your problem, Aegon. They want you for it. So you, you gotta do your duty, right? And Sir Kristen outswords or outdicks Sir Eric. And the other Eric is like, this does not pass the vibe check. <laughs> Fuck this king. So now we see ourselves with one of the biggest reveals of the episode. I mean, this, this, this show has an ability to just reveal upon reveal big stuff every episode. I, it has not missed not one episode, not even the darkest episode it missed in my o. <laughs> Um but we see that Alicent is selling her feet to Laris so he can get off on her feet. Wow. Wow. I mean I thought she was a high and mighty queen. And here she is selling toe picks, giving toe reveals wow I mean I feel like that kind of changes my perspective on her like you got what it takes girl you got what it takes <laughs> wow I say you shot like I'm blushing <laughs> feet that's your thing well we at least know where Aegon gets his fetishes from and his kinks from and his comfortability with kinks and unsavory things not that feet are unsavory it's just that for someone who manages to be so righteous all the time feet all right so we have Rhaenys escaping with Sir Eric Eric I believe is Eric and at first, I thought this was just a ruse. She really wasn't escaping. He was going to send her to her doom. But no, he was being for real because he was for real. And as soon as they leave the castle, basically, it's the announcement and the crowning of Prince Aegon, who's also wasted beyond his beyond his mind. He's probably blackout drunk at this point. And, you know, she needs to get to her, her dragon, but they're like, but Eric's like, I can't get you to your dragon. Like they're going to know they're expecting you to be there. She ends up going there anyway. She's like, let me see this like circus. And I know she's thinking that if she goes there, she's going to get to her dragon. It's the only way. Smart girl, smart, smart woman. And she goes and sees the shit show. And then she's like, I've had enough of this. And she disappears. And Sir Eric also is at this one, he's gone. He's Gone about his own way. But then she disappears, and well, we know what she disappears to. We mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know what she disappears to. And Aegon is finally starting to understand the feeling of being loved because he's like, if my mommy doesn't love me, if my brother doesn't love me, if my daddy doesn't care these people care and these people love me and they're just cheering and he's like taking it all and taking all the love he's longed for for so long which i do believe these are going to be dark periods for the kingdom and the realm with prince aegon on the throne that's for sure and he's out here just like making everybody bow to him and before you know it boom here comes Rainey's and she's like y'all fucked with the wrong one and at this point I thought she's gonna burn them all alive as she should as she should but then there's this beautiful moment where she's basically looking at them and she's saying without saying I have no win in this I have no part in this because she could have burnt she could have easily burned them alive and then there could have been peace among and all over the realm and Rhaenyra would have taken her rightful place as the queen but instead Rhaenys comes up and she stares them down with her dragon and she says like with her eyes without saying she goes I want no part in this I will let you live and I will let you guys kill each other off I'm getting the fuck up out of here hmm I'm telling you, these people don't miss. And obviously, obviously, they have great source material. But nonetheless, they don't miss. And the, their interpretations of these chapters and these words are incredible. And it's just been so fun to recap. And I just can't believe we have one more episode left. Oh my goodness. I hope you've enjoyed this with me as much as I've enjoyed recapping with you all. And... Again, if you guys have any questions or comments, please hit me up on hbxpod at gmail. If you want to hang out with me or chit chat with me, please hit me up on hbxpod on Instagram and olavichola on TikTok. And until next time, guys. Adios.